the sideliners, the sideliners, the sideliners. Watch the sideliners on WIRE TV at 10:30. Here comes the, here comes the, y'all don't really hear it right now. Yeah. Here comes the, here comes the. What's up, everybody? I'm here with Bobby and Al for another rendition of the Sideliners podcast. Obviously, there's a lot happening in this uh, very odd sports world that we're currently living in. But I uh, wanted to start off this show discussing our alma mater, uh, Suni Oneonta. Uh, Obviously, the Sideliners are proud to have started at IRC Studios in Suni Oneonta. But this is what they're going through right now is now national news. And the more that keeps coming out, the, the worse and worse the college looks. And quite frankly, it's a little embarrassing. And I just, I just wanted to get you guys take on it. On, on the, in summary, hold on, I should probably tell everybody what the hell happened. In summary, uh, there was um, a big little, little party. I heard it was at Fiside. Do we know this? Do we know uh, well, you know what? A fun fact: their their frat house is for sale on Zillow, so I think that's a good. So hit. yeah, I think that's kind of your your dead giveaway. That that's where it was. Um, but I don't know for sure. I just heard it was probably Fisai, uh, and they threw a party, which is off campus because Oneonta is a dry campus. So whenever there's parties, they usually try and sneak them off campus. <laughs> and they came back. You know, a couple kids got COVID first. Then it was six. Then it was 50 then you know now we're up to over 500 cases well, yeah. and within two weeks they've already sent all the kids home and obviously i have like a ton of like obvious like questions as to like why they didn't make the kids get tested or any of the or, you know, before they mm-hmm. arrived but what are you guys initial thoughts on this 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 weird news well it's kind of interesting what you said because like um, SUNY schools didn't require the students to get tested. I think I saw that. I think 61 of the 64 SUNYs or whatever number it is didn't oh test students before before they arrived. But it almost really? seems like a common sense thing. Like, my brother why, goes why, to Albany and they that? made him do it there. I know that. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you you do that? It just makes too much sense because then if What's the, the students free? test, yeah, if they test positive before they get there, it's like, okay, don't you come. stay home for yeah. a month and then you get tested again. If you, you know, and then if you're negative twice or whatever it is, then you can come. If you want to, I know, Bobby. Instead there's a lot of fluff. That, yeah, Bobby. There's a lot of fluff about blaming the kids. What's your opinion? Nineteen, twenty-year-old kids sneaking out to a party during a pandemic. Is it right or wrong? I. They definitely get part of the blame. Yeah. Like no one, no one is scot-free in this. No. But I would put most of it on the school, just because for people who have worked there for like twenty years. They know the kind of kids that go to Oneonta. Yep. They know that they're going to get underage drinking. Wasty. Yeah, yep. regardless Wasty. of pandemic or not. Like, I'm not a genius, but I consider myself in, like, the upper part of, like, smart kids at Oneonta. And that's not a good rep for the school. So the, the kids... Bob, the- you're a realist. Bob, don't be, don't be so hard on yourself. You've always been smart. He's practical. Yeah, you've always been practical. I, but he's right. I don't know, he's right. The concerning thing is some of the the teachers that I'm friends with on Facebook that no longer go there, they made statuses like, yeah, we, we, I could have told you that this was going to happen. So there's literally no faith in the school system and no one had like the balls to challenge them. 
but Al, 61 out of 64, why do you think Oneonta is the one that screwed up first? Or maybe all the others are just as doomed. As I, I, yeah, I mean, I, who knows? It might be a matter of time, but I mean, I hope not, because that's just kind of sucks for everybody. But I think it's just because, like, it's like Bobby saying, Oneonta's a party school. I'm not saying it's the only one. But all it takes is one one big party to, like, stir it up. I don't even know. You know, everybody it always says Oneonta's Oneonta, it's a party school. I get it. But, like, it's – it's a good school. Like, I do I want know, to make that clear. Like, I have very yeah. fond memories there. Like, the sideliners started there. The only reason mm-hmm. I'm talking about this right now is because without that school, there is no sideliners. And a lot of kids don't get to use those studios where perhaps they would continue the show. Like, I know they even did the sideliners, I think, as recent as last year. Like, I think the show was still going on over there. So, we're the sideliners podcast. We're not affiliated. We're just, <laughs> you know, whatever. We're a branch. Um, the original sideliners removed. From the, from, the, from the original setting, whatever you want to call it. Um, but it makes me sad when kids get robbed of their experiences and workers get robbed of paychecks. Like, did people that work in Mills or, or Wills Bond yeah, get that's paid a good now? Question. Like, they're screwed, probably. That's a good question if they do. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them are t- totally fine with this instead of, like, being exposed to, to that. I don't know. And I, it's sure. just tough. I mean, I need the money. there's plenty of blame to go around. I don't want to pile on or anything like that. Yeah. But you got to have some kind of doomsday plan ready to go. If this I mean, happens, honestly, what do you do? Yeah, I, I honestly do blame the school a lot more than the kids. Like, I'm not saying the kids were right. And I'm saying no. the, kids, the kids are probably Drinking feeling insanely guilty right now. Um, hopefully. <laughs> if they're not, then they're just a-holes. Well, maybe but, the ones um, in Toby, right? Yeah, with so, the, with so, the quarantine yeah. party. My point is, okay, the original quarantine – the OG quarantine started in, in March, right? Like March 13th was the, the doomsday of New York state in the in most of the country. Um, in my, my opinion, that's what, that's when I got sent home from work and I've been working from home ever since. But so they, so everybody knows how UPD works, right? I mean, I, I don't want to like bash the school or the university police officers or anything like that. But if you go to the school, you are, you understand it's a bit of a game. It's, it's an arranged system where, Everybody knows underage drinking keeps the town afloat. However, everybody knows if you are caught drinking underage, there's an opportunity for some fines, there's an opportunity for arrests. The parking fees are ridiculous. The tickets are ridiculous. I, I've had a couple incidents where UPD guys pulled me over for going like 31 and a 20, like something just very How absurd. Dare you. And um, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have the best experiences with them. I know, I know many people who are not criminals who got arrested just because, you know, they were doing, you know, maybe not the smartest thing, you know, drink, drinking underage or, or even, you know, taking a piss in an alley. I, I've heard no people are arrested <laughs> for that. Did you get arrested uh, for that? Yeah, public urination. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's my, my point is they rely on the students for money. So if they haven't had the students there since March, you would think that they would do everything in their power to keep the students there and, and, you know, perhaps be prepared that they're going to go to one of the six or seven frat houses that everybody effing knows. Like, why, why in, in God's name wasn't just one squad, squad car just sitting outside each frat house? I don't like, know. I, I remember where most of them are. I mean, they, they have their, their Greek letters on, on, the, on the house. Right. I mean, right. It's almost, as if, it. it's, it's almost as if UPD didn't take it seriously, wanted them to party in the hopes that they could bust it up. But that 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 I don't know if that's true because that wouldn't coincide with the school policies that I've been reading. 
and the school the school was said no partying like at all like they were like well really, sure really strict which, you can say which that is normally the rules but like they they at least voiced a little extra concern that yeah. uh you know covid's a thing but they i think they were just very 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 ignorant i think that's that's the root of the issue it's too bad honestly because especially now i mean i don't know if it, i mean you guys probably saw it but the the Snapchat that that barstool got got a hold of, and it's like with all the all the sick kids and Toby that are partying, and they have booze. It's like, hmm, two, not two, right. two scary things about that. Did someone go out and get it, or did someone bring it to you? Either way, that, not good. Obviously, somebody probably went out and get it, which is wrong. That I, I hope not. I hope somebody I, just brought it to them, if anything. But but you know, dropped it over the side door. <laughs> I don't think I, I obviously don't condone the behavior. Yeah, I don't at all. However, if we were nineteen. And we hadn't been to college since March. You know, would we maybe take a chance and go to a party? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and tell you there's zero percent chance that I would. I think it's, it's different if you're if you're legal though, because if you're legal, you know, you can stay at your house, your dorm, whatever. You can well, go. If you're by legal, beer. you would just go to the bar and follow the rules there. You wouldn't even risk well, going to a bar. But I'm saying, if you didn't want to risk it, I think you could just go buy a beer in, in your dorm or your home, or whatever. You guys could okay, just hang so out let's say with we were your immediate roommates. You know what I mean? Let's say we were 19 or 20. Yeah. And we hadn't seen each other in, you know, since March, which is much longer than the regular summer. Uh, and, and we were, we all had a meeting, you know, like, like, let's, let's pretend there were no conditions. Like, you know, Bobby, we know we wouldn't do this for you. Like, this would be a terrible decision for us to, to, to go out and party and come back and risk, you know, you getting, you getting sick, you know, but that's, that's, that, that would be irresponsible with, with, let's say we were in a room where it was like, you know, Four, four, let's say it was a quad of four, 19 year olds. They're like, okay, all of us are young. None of us are going to die. You know, like, let, what, <laughs> why don't we take a chance here? Like, I, I'm not saying I would no, I know have a percent chance that we would do that. I just want to be honest. It's not right. I'm not saying, I would like to think that we would be responsible. I do believe that, you know, especially if we were all living together, that if we would, we would just watch these bubble sports. You know, there's a chance yeah. we might sneak in some booze. Totally, totally possible. Bring it from home. We who knows? We yeah. yeah, we wouldn't go to any fi side like that. Would, no, I, I hope not. That but is, just, that's like a, that's Rona stew down there in that basement. Oh Forget God, it. it's it's normally disgusting in the non-quarantine <laughs> world. Like it's normally a bacteria. Throwing, throwing some super virus and woo wee, we got a party. It was. I remember the glass literally like. Sweating. Steam was like like <laughs> radiating off of glass just from all the body heat. And 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 the beverages are in like a nineties bucket that hasn't changed in forty years. God knows if they wash it with anything but the hose. I mean, I don't know how anyone could have felt comfortable in a in a pandemic world if they did things exactly the way I remember them. Well, um, you're a lot more comfortable after you have some some punch and some beer, I guess, huh? That's true. But I don't know. It is what it is. It's really unfortunate, especially because like they were the, they were like the first ones now, so they're they're getting all the heat. I'm they're definitely not going to be the only college, New York, but, man. I mean, they're, well, that too. I, they, like they're, they're the problem is now all the mommies and daddies go crazy. They call my baby, and they just go there <laughs> and they take their kid. God knows if the kid's asymptomatic or the kid, if the kid could even have symptoms. They're like, I don't care. You can't stay here. You're, you're like like the like the kids you mentioned, Al. When ideally they probably should stay there instead of going back home. I can't say I can't. I cannot say I blame the prison cell quarantine people for partying. What are What are they going to do? 
what are they doing in there? Just sitting right. there dying like every single day. Like I'm not saying it's it's totally wrong. They shouldn't do it. But listen, as surprised? long as nobody went out that was positive to buy booze, it seems impossible. That, that, that would be freaking nuts. It's it's entirely possible. I hope not. But are we going to say we're surprised? <sighs> I wasn't. Yes and no. I kind of laughed a little bit. I'm not going to lie. My initial reaction was like first I was shaking my head in disbelief, but then I just had like a little chuckle. Where it's just like you really are just, you even supposed to drink when you're when you have corona? Isn't that I don't know. Not to sound like an old fart, but isn't that the, bad? The level of stupidity is insane. Like it's so easy to be captured in today's world, and the fact that and then the, and then that, the fact that the, the campus now has fuel to go. This is reprehensible behavior. These students will be suspended. They, it just gives them more power to blame the students. And that, that to me is, is, the, is the root of the stupidity. The I just want the cave. I just want the the board to be accountable and be like, listen, we, we could have done more. Yeah, I, that's really all you want from, from pretty much everybody. Just be like, hey, drop the ball here. You know, I don't know what they're going to do to make up for it, but you just got to do it better either next semester or next year. I don't know. God knows when. That's that's the next question, but we're not we're not even going to dive into that. And Oneonta, the city itself, was doing such a good job without the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I saw what they did on Main Street. How they On weekends, they blocked it off, and they just made everything sort of like a street fair where That's people cool. like spaced out. That we, we, haven't, we should mention, totally not fair to the town at all. No. That has happened. That's what like, I was like the, they, they, did their, they did their job for four months, got it down to zero or one percent. Yep. You, it's whether like do you blame the school for not preparing or the kids running around town like idiots it's, i think we agree it's both of them yeah and, and some of our favorite places like sal's and the jug are, are gonna are gonna suffer <sighs> you, you, well you just hope that you know i i you know you're, you're not supposed to send people home like if they have corona ever but if you're oneonta the actual city you're like hell yeah get them out of here you know what you I mean? know what i read you know what i read they're not allowed to serve any students like not even, not even one fry. I get it. Like they, I, they have to get out. Not even one yellow deli chip. Not even one half of a deli rose. Oh. <laughs> Let's go and get it and uh, some some yellow deli. That's something I could use right now. Basically, you know what? Maybe in two weeks. I, I'd risk it for you. All deli. this in two weeks when all of the students are removed, we should go help the town. Because <laughs> the cases, the cases are going to be gone. They're not going to be there anymore. You know, <laughs> if we wait a month or so, we'll probably yeah. be fine. And then it'll be peak we'll going out to time, you know, early fall foliage. Oh my God. True. Love that time of year. Yeah. You got uh, it. Hey. We'll season keep it in wise, mind. though, yeah, keep it in mind. We, we, we can make it work. But anyway, on to, on to brighter things now. Yeah. Season wise, it's confusing because obviously we got football start, starting soon, but we're right in the heart of the NHL playoffs. And my, my New York Islanders survived. They were up three games to one against the Philadelphia Flyers. Game seven was last night, and they ended with a nice ass-kicking, 4 nothing victory, nice breath of fresh air. Uh, Bobby knows hockey better than anyone on this call. And, you know, I don't, I don't know if you gambled on this one or not, but I'm just, just a little curious, Bob. What was your opinion on the series, and did you think that it would be Flyers or Islanders? I bet on the Flyers specifically because when the come, uh, for the return-to-play thing, the Flyers finished with the – they won the round robin to become the number one seed. So right. I put them thinking that they would be hot. They but were the one the seed and they were hot, yeah. The Islanders just went to really town on them. 
if you if you yeah. like say hypothetically you had to play seven games based on like the how they played, the Islanders would have won that series maybe six to one. Like the games that the Islanders the, that Philly won, yeah. Carter Hart was fantastic. By the skin of their teeth the too. was not great. Yes, Var- Varley really struggled, especially in Game Six, to the point where I think they got to ride out Grice until you know. Hopefully, he doesn't come to a point where he looks weak in the next round. But you know, if I, if I don't see Grice in Game One, I would be surprised. Uh, but basically, Varley had some ups and downs in the series. In the in the beginning of the series, he was lights out. Towards the end, uh, they started really messing with him with these deflections because so many of their goals were these tips and these screens. And, and Andrews Lee is is one of the few that I saw really, really fighting with all of his power to get these guys out of the crease. And and he, he could only do so much. It was it was a bit of a thorn in the Islanders' side. And I think Grice's goaltending strategy about you know he's he more he, he Varley's the anchor. Grice is the acrobat. Like he's coming out, he's making those those sexy saves that look that you know those highlight reel saves. Varley is just like I will take this puck in the face over and over and over and over on minimal movement, minimal chance of error. Uh, I think they're both fantastic goalies, but you you got to ride Grice out. And and obviously, I don't like the Flyers, but the fact that they made it seven games that was impressive because to me they the Islanders were the better team in every single game to me. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just a fan, but well, the cream rose to the top. I think you know. What I mean, like the longer you 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 let a team, you know, like that play, right? It's just going to work out. Losses. The law averages, yeah. Two you know? overtime losses. I mean, but either way, like the they, they're running into five games and six games. If the yeah. puck bounces, you know, I mean, either way, they're run. running into the buzzsaw that is the, the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I'm nervous. We'll see, I'm but... nervous. I mean, obviously, it's 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 the first time the Islanders are in the Eastern Conference Finals in 27 years, so I'm happy. But it's it's also a damn good team too. They lost know. the Lightning in the playoffs a couple of years before Trotz. I think it was the year before Trotz got there. They lost the Lightning yeah. in in the playoffs. Uh, speed is their game. Speed is our game. They have so much damn talent though. They really do. Like they Bob, do. how fast do you think the Lightning are going to finish? And if you if you think that they're going to win, oh well, like I five think, six. No, I I think that the series is going to go seven just because. Oh yeah, Trotz is a much better coach than yeah. Uh, Cooper, but seven I would not surprise anyone. I mean, I, I bet on Tampa. I think even without Stamkos, they're just like four offensive lines of scoring uh, on deep. They've got the best player left in the playoffs with Victor Hedman on D. He yeah, he's a maybe, guy. like looking back, maybe the Islanders should have taken him over John Tavares. When Tavares <laughs> no, yeah. Out well, hey man, they really got got over JT quick though. You know what I mean? It's almost like. A thing of the past now. You I don't totally even think about, about Tavares. Like I don't even yeah. think. Like I wonder. Like I, I, I'm not one of those guys that when he comes to town, I feel like I need to boo him. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously the guy you drafted you know? number one. You, you, you want him to stay as long yeah. as possible. But and obviously he was Mister Islander for a very long time. The, the only sad thing is the timing could not have been worse. Like if mm-hmm. Trotz was there a season earlier, I believe Tavares might have stayed. I believe Tavares said, I gave everything I have to this franchise and we've only escaped the first round one time. And we still are bouncing around between Brooklyn and, and the yeah. and Nassau Coliseum. And, uh, and I'm a true Toronto person. It, it, you know, he, I believe he was legitimately, I, I don't know if it was an easy decision for the poor guy. I, I honestly but, emphasize, emphasize with him a little bit. 
because, you know, it's like who wouldn't want to play for their childhood team growing yeah. up? Yeah, but isn't it interesting because, like – He just should have left when he, when he left, everything was so uncertain. You know, they didn't have trots. They didn't know where they were going to yeah. play. They didn't now know everything. They've lost the so first concrete. round. Now it's completely flip-flopped. And he's yep. on Toronto, who, who are terrible, and they really shouldn't be. Because they, they're so top-heavy. Three playoff series in Toronto, and John Severus has won zero. Yes. It's, it's just amazing. And you know what? I kind, of, I kind of equate it as a Devils fan to when Zach Parise left for, for Minnesota. It's like, I don't blame him. He wanted to play. He's playing for his hometown team. for He got like an eight-year contract. It's like, go for it. I don't blame you. You know, it's kind of the same deal. To, the only thing that I still gripe about Tavares was, why didn't you just let them trade you? Like, if, like if you had <laughs> so much as a thought that you were going to leave, you could have set the Islanders up for more success, more draft picks. Well, I don't think that's what he's thinking about at the time. That means he legitimately changed his mind, which means you deserve criticism because people are going to be pissed at that. Yeah, those 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 great Islander fans making fun of him for wearing Maple Leafs pajamas as a child. I, mean, I, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Idiot. I mean, like the, fa- the fact that that was the photo he chose to make us feel bad for him, I, that was like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> that, that kind of like the, the uh, ship or well, the uh, plane from like Star Wars. Yeah, it was an impressive Star Wars. It was, such, it was such a late 90s thing. Oh, yeah. I, I it's, just, it's just crazy, man. He went to Toronto and, you know, historic franchise. But they haven't won, Bob, in what, like 40, 50 years? Something like that? Yeah, it, I, I want to say it's the 60s. 60s. And, yeah, they have Austin Matthews and blah, 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 whatever. You could just talk about that forever. But they, they really like, don't have that much talent on that team. When you really look at them, they're all they're all offense. Yeah, and it's, they're so top heavy. But oh well, that's just hey. Maybe he doesn't mind. He's playing at home, so whatever. And he's getting paid a boatload of money to do it. I think I like my Islanders' chances. I I have to say, I, I to win the whole thing. I think their chances are as good as anybody else's, and I think everybody I, has I, has a limited I agree chance. with that just because out of all of the major sports, hockey is the most. No, okay. Baseball is the most random because yeah. the team loses fifty games in a regular season. But I would say out of like eight seeds, beat one seeds in hockey pretty often in the playoffs. You can't like that's not the case for basketball. You guys, yeah. you guys want to hear how how little my dad forgets? Okay, so my dad and my uncle are huge Islanders fans, and I was at I was hanging out with them to watch a game seven. Just, just to you know, have a little bit of a family night, try to try and ease of the stress because I, I get tight when it's how when it's a game seven or it's a Super Bowl. Seven. I just, I just, I go from yelling and I do this, you know, I just put my hands over my my face and I just stare. How uh, sweaty they, they you like know? to yell and get rowdy. I, I can't do that as much. But um, basically, against this is a true story. I don't know if you guys know. It's probably not because a long time ago. The Islanders, and I hope I don't screw this up. This is a story my dad told me the other day. The Islanders and the Flyers obviously had quite a history of rivalry in the early 80s. Uh, 1980 was the Flyers' year, I believe, that uh, in in seven – it was either a seven-game series or a six-game series, a big series against the Islanders. Whenever the Flyers needed a win, they sent out this specific woman, this specific singer, totally forgot who she was, uh, to sing God Bless America. It was like their good mojo thing. And every time she sang, they won. You know who I'm talking about, Bob? That they they play her recording at Yankee games during the seventh inning. Um, Kate Smith, she fucking sucks. <laughs> okay, so they bring out Kate Smith, um, and she's singing the song, and the Islanders, in, a, in an attempt to 
belittle the mojo. They all went over, they all like hugged her and they gave her flowers. The Islanders did in Philly and all the Philly fans started flowing like crazy because they thought that was like insane. And the, the Islanders were about to enter their own dynasty themselves. They were a very rambunctious bunch in those days and they lost uh, that, that series. They got, I think, they lost that game, I think, badly. I think, four, I think my dad said 4 nothing. So my dad, this crazy man, has flowers on the table for this game seven, the same flowers. And he says, I swear to you, he says, we are kicking their ass tonight. We are winning 4 nothing." That is what he said before the game, and that's exactly what happened. I, I don't know if it's just arrogant optimism or if he's an actual genius. I haven't figured that out. I'm sure he's going to laugh uh, when he hears this, but it was one of the most bold – him and J.G. Peugeot were the only two that, that guaranteed this victory. So it was, it was pretty – Well, cool. you know a thing about guaranteeing a victory, you know, if you get it, you look like a genius. Look at Joe Namath, overrated quarterback, guaranteed one victory, and now everybody thinks he's so good. Overrated is hard. He had I know a his terrible numbers game. He's overrated. See, you just don't you, – you just don't understand. This is what I have to make clear. I know that – hang on, listen, hang on. But before we go any further – Overrated talent-wise, I get for Jeff fans, he's very important, and I get that. He, he's it's more him. it's more like sentimental value for them than it right. is. Okay, I'm else. not a Jet fan, and I don't think I'm right. saying he's overrated. I understand his numbers <laughs> are not as good as I know it's a different as era. anybody today's. Uh, I'm not comparing him to that. He he had this magnificence about him that was sure. different. He had this attitude about him that was different. The way he carried himself was different. He would go out and party and shoot pool and wear crazy coats and smoke cigars. Sure. And then he would go out the next day after partying all night and sling it. And, yeah, he'd throw interceptions. They'd have bad numbers. But they won some games. His record, I think, okay. is below 500. So I get that. Like, you're a stats guy. I know you're no, a stats No, listen, guy. I'm not all stats, though. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. But yeah, just because he was cool and he, and he smoked for it. He showed up Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth had, had like – 20 eggs and 10 pancakes and smoked a, a, a bogey and then he and played baseball. And the stats are astronomical even today. I get <laughs> it. But it's, but I, I, I just, I just think that, you know, Broadway Joe was special. Sure. Like, That's it. was he a special personality for NFL history? Not Absolutely. just personality. I'm talking football player. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> he's a douchebag personality. Is he, just, <laughs> is he trying to kiss Susie on TV? Yeah. Or like, hey, hey, Susie, you're looking good on Monday Night Football. Yeah, like, man, he was drunk and he made a move and he was embarrassed and he apologized. Let's I don't think. He, I think he. Come I don't on. think he, he should have guaranteed a kiss. He might have got one. <laughs> I, Can we just? I think he just got caught and he had to backpedal. Do I that now say, era, and he would be put. He'd be put to the fires. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last thing on hockey. I just, I just want to say, uh, at the end of game six, Bobby, I don't know if you saw this, Mayfield broke his stick in overtime uh, and, and panicked, and there was a breakaway going the other way where he, he absolutely should have just taken a penalty. He should have just tackled him, threw his body at him, done anything. Instead, he just backed his ass straight into Varlamov, making it impossible for him to make the save. So it went from, like, bad to worse, and he basically had, had a nightmare moment. To start game seven with him, who's not really a scorer, having that beautiful shot to go up one nothing, it just it just felt like redemption. It just felt so poetic. I thought it would would have been poetic if Philadelphia won once Oscar Lindblom came back. 
well, nothing but respect to him, obviously. Well, I'm just, and, like, and, once they didn't put him away in game five and they're like, he's playing game six. Oh, my God. Here he's I, over. Want, I want to find a picture of Barzi with, you know, the black eye and the thing up his nose because he got he got beaten up this, this series, man. Hey, dude, we all know that if there's a, a, a crazy event or a tragic event, that team is almost guaranteed victory every time. And that was Red the Sox in 2013, the Boston bombing won the World Series. The or if there's a bit like a, a big retirement too, it Broncos, helps. Peyton Manning won the World Series. Uh, help me out here. You, you know a few more of these. I mean, it's not a guarantee. Like you know, the Mets. But their chances are great. Like yeah. I just feel like it's automatic. Like okay, we got to watch out for them now. Yeah, this happens right. so like, what, did, what did the Giants and Jets do after 9-11? Well, you got to only give it to one team. The Yankees took that. The Yankees took care. There of you it. go. See, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And the Mets had their awesome night with, with the outside home run. It wasn't quite the World Series, but it was still cool. Finish up um, with hockey, just because mm-hmm. as we're doing this game, one of the Western Conference Finals is going on right, right. now. And I think it's the same kind of situation where on paper, like Tampa's better than the Islanders, Vegas is better than Dallas. But, right. you know, make it this far, anything can happen, you know. Yeah. And, and right now, I, would, I, I bet on Vegas to win. Dallas is winning one nothing already. So, it's kind of a shame honestly, that Vegas Bob, is so can you good. bet on Tampa? Like, I just would appreciate it. Like, it would I, really I did. Make it I did. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I it's, it's, It makes me feel better that you did. But can we appreciate how, how many Game 7s there were in hockey? Yeah, it's it's been they fun. Had three Game 7s. It was awesome. And you know what? Let, game 7s, let's, you know, talk a little bit about these basketball Game 7s. I mean, I – I, I I have to say I I've been catching it here and there I've been I've been trying to consume it it's the scheduling can be a little weird at times I caught the game today uh, the Bucks were down 3-0 which Al you said on the show and I did too that we were thinking Giannis and LeBron in the finals Giannis went down today with an ankle injury in the game and miraculously they're still alive it's 3-1 is there any life left in Milwaukee or is uh, you know, Jimmy Butler in the heat. I mean, Jimmy Butler, let me just put it this way. That was I think one he's of an the asshole. best signings. I, th- I think he's an asshole. You like do? Just, as a person, yeah. Like, I think he I just know. has this cocky arrogance that just he's pisses misunderstood. me off. Sounds Maybe. Like Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. No, no, no. no. Yeah, but Jimmy I, Butler's I don't got I don't, I, Listen, I don't know enough about Jimmy Butler. Joe, Joe Namath. I, I honestly a think he's a little bit of a partier. I, I think I'm, I'm talking about Jimmy Butler, like in terms of how he treats his opponents. Like he's absolutely like reckless. Like, he's a winner, though. He's I all would, about I winning. But, I would but, go the other way, not his opponents, but his teammates. Like when, right. he, when he was with the the T Wolves, yes, he took all of the all of the backups and beat the starting team. Yeah, but dude, the the ball's on that, and you know what? That's a wake up call. If your one player can take your bench warmers and wipe the floor with your starters, what does that tell you? He, you know what he I mean? Destroyed Tom Tom Thibodeau's yes, and you know what? Career, that, 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 that was hilarious. It was hilarious though, because he said, you know what? I don't like I don't that. You guys are putting forward, I, 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 and he just I, I, put his nuts on the table, and that's it. I see his talent. I see his unbelievable will to win. That is very clear. That's why I think Miami's a great place for him. And obviously yeah, that, well, that he's is paid the man. off big time. They're just letting him do whatever he wants. Well, but but that's kind of what Miami's all about too. They're all they have that kind of same same mentality. So I think it was a good a good signing on them. Big I really time. like because I mean his hair is cool. His hair is cool. I recently I know, watched man, the episode I think of him doing the hot the reason I'm saying this is because I watched the episode of him on Hot Ones 
and he was like, you ever watch that show where you have to eat yeah. all the chicken wings all the way up yeah. to like the crazy hot one on the to feast for, what is it called? Tonight we feast or something. Well, the, the bomb at number eight is the hottest one. Right, but there's it's, a, it's deceptive because it's, it's before the line swung. I think the YouTube channel is Time to Feast or something like that. I, I can confirm that. But, oh, oh, first we feast. First yeah. we feast. Thank you. But the bomb uh, is. I, I love that, that show. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that show because I like watching people suffer mm -hmm. from eating hot sauce, but I also enjoy community yeah. viewing. Um, but but Jimmy was on that show, and if you ever watch that host, that host is like the nicest guy yeah. in the world, and Jimmy is just like very intense and like like. Like very, very, like he seems like a lot to handle. I can see why coaches struggle with him, but intensity-wise, I mean, he's he's got it, man. Like he's got raw ability, and he even flat out he, they talked to him about like players and coaching, and he flat out said like we're players, we make more money than the coaches. It's kind of hard to take some of them seriously. He said he didn't want to say anything bad about anybody, but I was like, you are saying something bad about Tom Thibodeau right now by saying that. <laughs> Well, so oh well. That's that's he's, that's, he's that's, in that's what I mean. That is he's not like well. Broadway show. They're not, not gonna converge at all. I'm just I, that's what I'm saying. I Jimmy Butler. So I'm hoping the Bucks can come back, but I, there's no way. I don't honestly. I put I put their chances at slim. I'm not gonna slim to none. You know, say that they're dead, but I'm gonna say that it's slim. No, it ain't over till it's over. But it's not like it's hockey. Like you're down for one of best. No. it's very unlikely you're gonna come back. It's no. Yeah. Have they said it's, how bad Giannis's ankle is? They did not really say that. I. I saw him standing and high fiving quite well at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the game, so he's able to. Stand he's good to go. Take it up. But he he take you know it's the fact that they won this game without him. It almost good, makes you, but... yeah, obviously you need him. Like that team revolves completely around him. But mm -hmm. but, for, but for them uh, to not have him, I think they were just playing ball. Like they didn't feel like they needed Giannis to do anything Giannis like because every once in a while he just takes the game over. He he does those euro steps. He beats them in transition. They don't do anything crazy. Like the like, very few teams in the NBA today have like particularly impressive strategies. Like it really is just these raw Drive, athletes get fouled. These these Free raw throws. athletes that determining you know what to do. There are some occasionally good drops. There's some occasionally good coaching. Like I think Mike D'Antoni coaches his ass mm -hmm. off for the Houston Rockets. But I I at the end of the day I, I think Harden Westbrook. But then again, James Harden decisions. just chucks up a, a deep three and it goes in. It's like I, okay. Hate James Harden. Like well, Harden, who, it's, Harden is the most annoying star in my opinion. They barely squeaked out, huh? Against Oklahoma and City. I thought like, I thought they were gonna win, maybe. The Thunder. He played like shit, Harden. Yeah. And he you makes really one big Harden block at the end of the game. Butler? Sorry? You hate Harden more than Jimmy Butler? Because he really yeah. just went to town on Butler a little bit. <laughs> Go yeah. to town on Harden I mean, right now. I, I what just do you got listen, to say? everybody has an opinion on NBA stars they like and don't like. These are two I don't like. I don't care for Jimmy Butler. I don't care for James Harden. I don't think they're respectful. It's good. Just I just want to hear as much hate, like as much about okay. Harden as you did Butler. Don't let him off the hook. Uh, we no, just Har the, Har the thing about James Harden is, for one thing, he had that whole beef with Chris Paul, where he was a total dick to Chris Paul. Can I say I do not like Chris Paul at all? Nobody likes Chris. He Paul, drives me But nuts. he was still an ass to him. Good. I mean, I'm just, I'm just. I uh, listen. I have nothing against Chris Paul, the guy. Maybe I've just seen too many State Farm commercials. <laughs> but he, with a he's been on so many different teams at this point he hasn't really won anything that impressive and he was he was willing his team in a lot of moments for Oklahoma City Thunder but he had three chances to win that game because James Harden of course in a game seven did not show up scoring wise he does not shoot well in game seven ever like his entire life like he's he always for some reason 
feels like he has to take 30 shots and he'll make like nine of them. And that's, and that they, he, he will, he will will the other team into the game. He was lucky to win and he did make a good block uh, at the end of that. It was not against Paul. It was against, it was uh, against some, some dude. I don't remember what his name court. was, but uh, yeah. You know, it was, it was a good play. Uh, but this was, there was still the moment when Steven Adams made the steal and Oklahoma City did nothing with it. They had to play. They had three chances to get one basket to either take the lead or put it away or win it, and they had oh, well. nothing, man. They had yeah. nothing. Well, better team won, I guess. I mean, it was kind of close, but I thought way. it was. I thought it was anticlimactic. Yeah. I don't. You know, I I I don't feel that the Rockets have any effective defense, but no. you know, the Lakers are playing the Rockets right now. Any I, I haven't I haven't eyeballed that score yet, but. Lakers are down one one zero, and, and I, I literally went into that thinking. I still think it could be Lakers in five. I haven't looked at the score, so don't yeah. get mad at me if it's the Rockets are up. No, it's, no, it's all right. Ironically, I find you know obviously the East Conference is is What's a lot score, worse, but I find the Eastern Conference way more entertaining right now than the West. The, the Rockets score, have a commanding four to two lead. Oh, Ooh. commanding! I thought this so, game started at eight. I didn't know. I guess it's eight thirty. It seems like there's not much going on on because it's at the eight minute mark and there have been six points, so four but, points. Oh, wow, that's a lot of foul trouble, or maybe just some poor shooting. I don't know. I think the Lakers win tonight, and I think the Lakers command the series and and take care of it. I don't think the Bucks can overcome this. I would love to see Jimmy a, Butler versus LeBron a Bucks would be Denver final. Well. Maybe that's just me, but that's that you know I, I would like it too because those are more you know? players that I respect. Mm-hmm. However, um, you know, I, and I do respect LeBron, but I th- but I think that the Lakers just have too much talent. Yeah, like they, they they just have to decide how to properly play defense, and they will win. That's the whole and, NBA, though. But the Lakers, okay, so game one, I, I, first I round, mean, everybody they, was like, "Oh, Lakers lose a game." Then they realized that you can't have Danny Creed guard Carmelo Anthony. It just doesn't it's not make any sense. So, and by they, I mean LeBron James. Like, he probably just said, listen, we're not doing that. I'll guard Carmelo for a little bit, which he did in, you know, many points of the series. And that was that. They won easily. Like, it was, you know, and Lillard is not always going to make shots from every angle. Anyway. Well, we'll see with basketball. I don't know. I was disappointed. I, want, I really wanted Gallinari to have the game-winning three for Oklahoma City. <laughs> Thunder, I, I, I enjoy, as contrary to most Knicks fans, I enjoy seeing the Knicks that leave us have success because hopefully it just mm-hmm. is more of an eye-opener to how lousy our organization is and, you know, the, the fact that all these players play well in the playoffs, like Trey Burke, Christos Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., many former Lakers, uh, many, sorry, many former Knicks out there having success. J.R. Smith is on the Lakers. He's, you know, you could – you could go on. But. Yeah, but you know what? It's okay. The, you know, the NBA is in full swing, but can I say there has been like, maybe it's just me, but there's been no hype for the NFL season, I feel like. I feel like I haven't heard well, it. There's been no preseason. I know that. You know, everybody says that, but even so, I feel like there's been no buildup at all in terms of, all right, the season's going to start next week. You know, there's no commercials or there's nothing. I don't know. It's just, it just it's fascinating. When I watch the hockey games you know? on NBC, I see the commercials for, you know, the start of the season. But that you're right. I mean, it does seem quiet. I think it's just we're, we're confused. We're watching basketball and, and hockey. Yeah, in, in, in September. September. I know. And I football, think about what who even knows how smooth that, that's going to run, you know? It's such a crapshoot. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Bob? Do you think, do you think the NFL is 
going to have similar like baseball moments where it's like, what the hell is going on here? Like, is this really yes. even? A yes, receiver? especially when like the Cowboys are allowing fifty percent capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Bob, uh, how do you so, like your, your Raiders' chances this year? <laughs> I, I I've been like. Like, random articles have come up on The Athletic about just, like, the NFL. I've been reading it. And I'm like, Raiders wide receiver. I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> so, for those of you that don't know, Bobby was an Oakland Raiders fan. Was. And when they moved to Las Vegas, he said, I'm done. That's it. So. Even though you have no affiliation with the city of Oakland whatsoever. I would argue hey, he went that there. I know more about I'm glad you went there. But, like, it's not like, it's not like when the Dodgers left Brooklyn. And people I know living more in Brooklyn were yeah, like, God damn it. know about the Meadowlands, so let's get that out of the way. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say? I know more about the city of Oakland than, than you know about whatever city the Meadowlands is in. The only reason Whoa. the Giants play there is because it's not New York. And it's a place where New Yorkers can dump all their trash and leave it in, in the tailgate. Like, it's, I do my research. I own, books, I own books about the history of Oakland. I know famous people from there. And he's been there. I'm not saying you don't know any of that. I'm just saying you're not actually from Oakland. It's That's just, all I'm saying. And I'm just saying it's a state of mind. It's not hard. It's not hard for someone to realize, hey, that football team really screwed over a city. I agree. Hey man, I'm right there with did. you. With, I just as a feel like the people right in that you. city should be more upset, and it seems like you're more upset than the average Oakland citizen. I think the average Oakland citizen was like, fine. We'll take our. We'll give that money to the schools. Like I think they really? understand the, like what they're doing. Oh. We're we're kind of in the same boat, Bob and I, because like with the Rams leaving St. Louis and everything, it was pretty much just at, out of their owners' greed. That's that's really what it was. That's why Mark Davis moved the Raiders. That's why Stan Kroenke moved the Rams. And now I'm much happier to be watching Premier League soccer. <laughs> take that, Mark Davis. I don't know what I would do if 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 my team ever left. Like the closest, like the follow. Islanders were rumored to leave at one point when they were when they follow. were getting like no ticket sales at all before Tavares. Yeah. You would follow the, the Giants if they moved. I followed the Rams to LA. I don't very, know. Very reluctantly, though, as you will it's, remember. It's not possible because it's not going to happen. But you're right. But if if in some crazy world, like let's say I was a kid in the in the fifties and sixties. And I, I really enjoyed, you know, the New York Giants, New York baseball Giants or, you know, the Brooklyn Dodgers. Like, you know, the, 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 from what I understand, and I, you know, I talked to Dodger fans, and my grandfather was a Dodger fan. Like, they felt like they abandoned them. They felt like they had a really good fan base. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the same thing with the Giants at the Polo Grounds. I mean, they had great players and great fan, fans. And the Mets were supposed to be the team that sort of, like, saved those people who didn't want to be Yankee fans. So that that is literally the reason I'm a Mets fan is because my that, that's all you had was a Dodger fan and he, you know, he just couldn't like the Yankees for all those years. His brother was a Yankee fan too, so they had a little bit of, of a rivalry and you know, it's it's just it's everybody every family has it with the Yankees and the Mets. It's fun. What's your, what's your grandpa's name who um was the Dodgers fan? Raymond Oh, if I was his brother, I'd be like, oh, what happened, Raymond? They don't play there anymore? <laughs> I don't – you know, the age difference is pretty significant, so I don't even know if that was ever even a situation. Uh, but it's possible. I don't know. I'd have to really – So, in, in, in the NFL, who do you guys like this year? Like, who do you think is going to gonna run train on everybody? I don't know. 
No yeah, idea. I feel like, you know what? I feel like that's the answer for a lot of NFL stuff. It's like, we don't know yet. I would I, love I to not just heard anything like, about oh, the NFL. Oh, you, know who, you know who's going to be hot this year? I don't, I don't really have any takes. I, I'm I, talking I, about I, a team, though. Not a specific player, but. Yeah, I mean, obviously the Chiefs have a pretty good chance eh, to do it again. Oh, my God. They have a pretty good chance. I mean, as long as, you know. Pat I, I want to see really the Bucks good. play, man. The Bucks are, are really, really interesting. They have so many players now. I mean, I, I don't know. Not like and way, that and way better uniforms. I think that's going to make all the difference. Uh, oh, they might be. I mean, they have a pretty impressive roster, but like, are Gronkowski and Brady going to hold up? Like, that's really all it comes down to. Well, Brady hasn't had any injury problems. No, but he is old. And he wasn't and good. It is a, so, True, well, but who knows? You know, I think with a different, a different environment and everything, I think he might – I'm not saying he's going to be like, you know, some superstar Pro Bowl or whatever, but I think he's, he's going to be better than what the Bucs have had, which is James I, Winston, who was like – the ultimate roller coaster. I have this weird feeling that it's going to be like Peyton, his first year in Denver, where everyone's like, oh, he's a little too old and he's going to have like some unbelievable season. Yeah. Dude, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the Bucks are a little I hope fresh so, now. I took Brady and face. got rid of those ugly unis. So if the unis were the only thing holding them back, hey, man, it helps. <laughs> it really just it to, helps. Just to see, just, just the fact, I mean, that, that roster is loaded. Yeah. You know, Evan, you know, bringing in Gronkowski, you know, with, with and Leonard Fournette, too. Like, and we now know. they got Leonard Fournette, who's not even going to start, but maybe he will later in the season. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, they, they, they're they a team to watch. No, I'm just, I, I just want to watch, their, I just want to watch their game because there's just a lot of buzz around that team. I think more than really any other team at this point, you know. Well, it's 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 always fun when you see a new quarterback on a new team. Like, I really want to see Philip Rivers sure. in Indianapolis. Like, what, like, how oh, is that gonna yeah. look? Is Actually, he gonna revitalize T.Y. Hilton? What did you say, Bob? He hates Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers. Yeah. Of course, a Raider fan hates Phil Rivers. But well, listen, I've never Bob, seen someone yell at their players more, and everyone's just like, "Oh, he just cares about the game." But if Winston <laughs> did the same thing, we're like, "What a jerk!" Well, just, I don't know. I don't know if we need to go there. Boy, with the hundred kids, he gets the benefit of the doubt. He also doesn't even curse. Like, doesn't he say like, "Gosh darn it" and stuff? Yeah. Like. Like, how do you even get that mad at a guy who talks like that? I, is, I would probably get more mad. It would be like if I was talking to Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. But, I th- but I'm just saying that the key to this discussion and the reason Philip Rivers probably doesn't get as much hate and animosity is even though he's a hothead, He's got like clean Catholic language and like. Well, no sure, he's not getting a DUI or something in the offseason. Yeah, yeah, and don't get me wrong, he's had his moments. Like he's yelled at fans. He's he's gone. He's barked at you know on on the road. He's been kicked out of stadiums. Like he's he's got anger. Absolutely, I kind of like that. He's got anger. I feel like he's he's kind of like two people on the field. He's the biggest jerk ever, and then when he's off the field, he's just this this nice dude that. You know. I feel like I wouldn't like him either way. If he yelled at me on the field, I'd be like, I'm doing my best. And then if I'm off the field, he would give me a Bible and say, fine, God, and be like, go to hell. Well, obviously, we got we got Brady, who yells at people all the time. And most, Brady's and a he's, dick. Brady, Tom Brady is a dick. I don't agree. It's just that he's got the, he's got the trophy. It's like, well, it's not just that he wins. It's, it's, it, it's that you, 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 you know what's going on. I feel like if you – I don't know, because he's been there, done that. So if somebody isn't doing what they're supposed to do, I feel like it's okay to call them out. 
and he 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 makes like these health potions that are clearly there's clearly like a pyramid scheme to the million dollars because it's Tom Brady no one's gonna call him out on it like yes. I only eat baby carrots that's my <laughs> avocado ice cream and you know he's, he's his book is two hundred dollars too or something absurd like if you want to maybe he's like Christopher even you. South Park he's just eating fetuses to stay young I that's <laughs> disgusting uh, I I think that Brady can obviously be a jerk at times on the field, but if you truly understand the mindset, but if you truly understand the mindset of a of a player who wants to come better, you have to listen to him. Like it's not even a question. Yeah. You're smarter to do it. And that's what's happening with Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Yes. He's taking control and you just let it happen. And sure. that's sort of what's happened to LeBron so many different times. Brady is leaving New England. Because he wants total control. And without Belichick, now he has that. I don't know. He's, he's not going to some green coach. He's going to Bruce Arians. Who, Bruce you know, Arians is going to let Brady do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. That is I mean, literally why he chose Bruce Arians. Can That's I how say, I interpret the situation. A, I'm going to tell you guys a player that I just have a irrational hate for. I, was, I, shouldn't say, I, I shouldn't say hate. I should say dislike. This, Alex, after we do this, because we've been shitting on people so many times, can we go with one person that we really love that's not on our team? Brett okay, yeah, fair enough. Okay. Right, so really we'll quick, I, I'm just going to drop it, and then we're just going to skip on to the next topic. Here we go. Drew Brees. Cannot stand Drew Brees. I know that there's well, no that's, reason that's, behind that's, that. Well, now there's you no have reason. a reason. What? You have a reason for his recent comments. Oh, oh I, 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 even before that, I just I thought he, he he's like so annoying. I don't know. That's right. The definition of a hot take. It is a hot take. I don't know. I don't like the guy. But I'm sure, I'm not saying he's not a good person or anything. I'm just saying he's as, like a, a, as a football player, as a football yeah, huh? As a as a football <laughs> player, I just don't like him. He okay. can't. He, he rubs. I just, me the I'm just trying to understand why. Like what? Like what is it? He just looks like such a cocky douche. He's like, Oh, I'm Drew Brees. Oh, he's like this big buff one, guy. He's one of my dork. friends does not like Tim Duncan. He hates <laughs> How do you hate Tim Duncan? Duncan? He's the most. Like he, it's not like he was a Western Conference basketball team fan. Yeah. Like Tim Duncan showing up in his flannel and jeans to the, to the press conference where he says nothing bad about anybody. Like, and what I is it? I can't get anything more out of my friend. He's like, just, I just don't like him. Like, <laughs> That's kind of me with your reasons. Well, I mean, just, just with ones. sports, man. Like people just, just pick find them, people they just don't pick like. A tough guy to have that feeling for. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So who do we love, Bob? Do you, do you want to start it off? Now is, is it is this is this is this in the NFL or any sport? I was going any sport. Okay. I I, I just was looking at my wall of pictures that the people listening can't see. I love Vladimir Guerrero. <laughs> Great choice. I would take a bullet for him. For like <laughs> I really him. loved Ken Griffey Jr. growing up. But why do you love Vlad, Bob? Just he he just always smiling, throw like throws swings at balls in the dirt and hits. And he doesn't balls. wear batting gloves. That too. Throws that's, that's pretty baller. Throws people at out at home at uh, catches on the warning track. I, I just love everything about him. And <laughs> I was very disappointed that he did not go in in the Hall of Fame as an expo. I like True. Griffey yeah. Jr. because I'm I think it's – I, I, I don't feel as strongly about senior. I, I, not There's that I'm senior. against senior. I'm just saying I think it's hard to be a follower 
like it's harder to be Peyton Manning when Archie Manning was your dad. It's even harder to be Eli Manning when Peyton's your brother and Archie's your father. Like that's like just, you get an insane amount of shit if you're average. Like you have to be special. And and to me, when you see somebody like Griffey Jr. who was awesome and better than his dad, it's impressive. It's it's like a lot of demons to conquer. And he made the backwards hat cool. He made the backwards hat cool. So I think you guys already know what I'm going to say. What's that? Come on. You know me. Who am I going to say? A guy that's, that's not on a team that I root for, that I absolutely love. Is it, is, it, um, is it a certain German? Uh, yeah, I would say that you're, you're, you're pretty warm with that one. Dirk Nowitzki. It is, it is Dirk M.F. Nowitzki. I why? like that man is freaking great. I mean, he's I mean, great why? and all, but like, why him? He's awesome. He plays there the game cool. There are a lot cool. of awesome players he's, he's, that always He's got such a, a, a cool technique. He's a good guy. He's a winner. He's fun. I don't need to explain myself. Dirk is oh. awesome. I mean, you kind of do. I mean, if, you, if you're literally choosing one player that's on your team to, to be the guy that you've always admired, like, why Dirk? Why Dirk? He's, he, he's done it the right because way. Because he was in Like Mike? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. He was. But he, 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 he's done it the right way. He was so selfless with his team. He took significantly well, less Carter money than he would have gotten. Vince Carter's also good, but, but Dirk, it, Dirk is number one. Vince Sanity on Toronto was must-see television. True. It makes you wonder if him and T-Mac stayed together, like what that would have been. Oh, McGrady, well, McGrady did play for the Knicks for a little bit, but he's not a Knick, So McGrady He played for the Knicks? For like half a season. Was this after his, his knees broke? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Now, did, did you guys used to have uh, T-Mac shoes, the, the uh, T-Mac 2s and all that? No, I never did, but my friend did. No? I had, I had the, the, those, looking at them now, those shoes are ugly, but back then, they were hot. All right. We've gone, we've gone around. I, I, I think I kind of want to end, end the show with football. Uh, but let's, let's go with this. Um, what are you guys' opinions on, on your favorite teams? I know, Bobby, you're not really a Raiders <laughs> fan anymore. But I'm they still going to ask you uh, how you feel about the Raiders this year. I, I don't know anything about them. I honestly <laughs> Not a thing. I, I, I could tell you that Gruden's the coach. Carr's yes. the quarterback. Yes. I don't know. I no one's. Do you know who about. Josh Jacobs is? Oh, okay. I know Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, I you do still play fantasy. I do not play fantasy. No. I don't watch football anymore. Okay. But you can still play fantasy question. without watching football. What? But you can still, in theory, play fantasy I, I without I watching football. Well, when I stopped rooting for the Raiders, I did. Uh, when I was rooting for the Raiders, I only really watched them at the time, and I had a work fantasy draft. And it was right. just like the first year I didn't know anyone's name. And I just picked right. Raiders because it was the only people I heard of. It did not go well. <laughs> that actually does remind me of one point I also wanted to make. And I'm sorry that I forgot to make this earlier. How dare you? I, I, I hear a lot of uh, people, not even just old people. I was going to say old people, but, you know, mostly old people. Say, I don't know if I'm going to watch football anymore. And this, this, these, this sort of oh, like okay. BS has been coming we're, out of people's mouths since Kaepernick. And now it's yeah. coming out more because of the recent lockout. They're going to watch football. They're full of shit. They're, they're either going to watch football or they didn't to begin with. And they're like, right. oh, I'm done. Like you, like, <laughs> you never Hello, does anybody kid. think that that form of protest, does anybody think that that form of protest even matters? Like, like if you decided to not watch sports, do you time. think do you think anyone gives a shit? Like they give a shit for watching they, football. 
Oh no, but I, I thought you meant about the protest. They give a no, shit no, for no, the wrong no. reasons talking, because the whole thing got hijacked. The whole purpose of it. May, you know that that may be, but I'm 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 just saying. Like when I hear people say, "I don't know if I can do it anymore," and a lot of this has been coming up again because of the recent lockouts, which mm -hmm. I totally need to get your guys' takes on. Um, we'll we'll pause uh, since Bobby doesn't know anything about the Raiders. Here's what. Well, we'll hang on. I had a question for lockouts. Bob about the Raiders, really quick. Okay. Instead of asking you what you think about the Raiders, Bob, I'm going to ask you this. Uh, Sebastian Janikowski and Shane Leckler are drowning. Who do you save? Shane Leckler. Ooh, okay. I, he, he didn't even hesitate. <laughs> he had that one ready to go. Shane Leckler is better than Ray Guy. He'll be the second punter in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, okay, there we go. I've been yeah. saying that for a long time. Pretty much any time anybody's shitting you for wearing a Shane Leckler jersey, that was your go-to. He's going and to be in the Hall of Fame. Shane Leckler never slipped the date rape drug into anyone like Ooh, Sebastian uh, as he did. Right. Sure. That's why I knew I knew that was why you went with Leckler. But um, <laughs> so obviously last week I I ended up having to do a solo show just because I'm so bad at logistics and understanding schedules and making things happen. But I wanted you know obviously it's a little bit in the rearview mirror, but we should still probably be acknowledging what the hell happened. And that was sports um, kind of went on strike for a few days. Uh, after what happened to Jason Blake. Uh, no, not Jason Blake. I'm sorry. Uh, what was the name of, of wow. the Sorry? <laughs> I just I, I said wow for Jason Blake. That's I know because Jason Blake is on the Islanders. This is so bad. Um, Blake. Yeah. The guy's we, we, name yeah. is Blake. Kenosha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, the recent shooting, the recent death, uh, the, the latest police brutality issue Jacob that has Blake. been on. Thank Jacob. you. Okay. you Jason, wrong. Jacob, please forgive me. Uh, he didn't die. Jake? He's just paralyzed. Well, <laughs> I don't I know, know how you guys feel, but if that was me, I would hope, I wish that, that, that someone came in with a pillow and finished the job. If you were paralyzed. If I was paralyzed from like the neck down or whatever he is, just this just is really not why I'm bringing up the topic. <laughs> just, no offense, no offense to your opinions on life and death. But this I is totally irrelevant. I only said he wasn't dead just because you said deaths. I know you weren't yes. specifically yeah, about There him. have been deaths with Floyd and many others, but, you know, obviously Blake did not die. He was shot seven times and paralyzed. You are correct. That incident was horrific, as all of them are, and they're all recorded, and you don't know why these things get so escalated, but it upsets people, and people that are unarmed shouldn't die. And that's totally the root of it. Like, no, you shouldn't be disrespectful to a police officer. I'm not going to teach my children to do that. But if you aren't armed and you're just, you know, maybe walking away from a police officer, you don't deserve to be shot. Obviously, I don't know the whole situation. I don't know all the details. There are tons of cops that tell me tons of different things about, like, oh, he was going for a knife. Didn't see that anywhere. Didn't hear that on the news. Didn't even see that in the video. But that's that's what some of them have told me. And I don't really care because he shouldn't have been shot seven times. Like, that's totally the root of it. There has to be a better way. Obviously, I don't encourage people not listening to police or whatever. But unarmed black men should not die. And there's a, a ton of them. Every story is horrible. Breonna Taylor's story is horrible. The George Floyd's story was horrible. This whole Black Lives Matters movement started with Trayvon Martin, which mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty long time ago. Like, not a lot has yeah. gotten better. Um, and I think that uh, we 
probably shouldn't be that upset about missing a couple nights of sports because people are upset and aren't really able to play. And the NBA actually did a lot. Like, the NBA is doing a lot to try and help yeah. in ways that they deem fit. Like, they're, they're allowing the, the NBA uh, arenas for places for people to vote. Like that's Especially in the COVID election era. That's huge. You just it's, spread it's, everyone out. That's gigantic. Yes. I, I, this is why I'm saying, like, how can we be upset? Like, this is an actual good thing that could actually help. And, you know, I, I just wanted to get you guys' takes on the whole thing. Say whatever you guys want to say. And plus, we didn't, we didn't have sports for, like, what, two months? I think we can go to two days for, for a yeah. good reason. And, you know, I mean, and plus, you don't want to be the one guy who's like, God, I'm, there's no basketball today. I was really ready to watch this game. And, oh, they had to do this. Like, all right, come on. Come on. Nobody's going to say that. I was, I was hearing that from, like, people on the street. Like, they were, they were like, yeah. oh, God, can you believe oh, God, I had big plans like, to watch, the, to watch the Lakers tonight. It's like, oh, Lakers sorry. Game. Sorry. <laughs> sorry Bobby, that, what did you that think about not... how the NHL did it? Because they were kind of like late to the party. But uh, they still I thought it. it was poor to begin with just because it seemed like they played the day. And then after, they're like, oh, crap, we got to catch up. But then it, <laughs> it, it came out that, like, I honest, it could honestly just been the league trying to cover their own asses. But players have come out saying we didn't want to play. I don't know if, like, maybe yeah. the NHL pushed them forward to, like, take the heat off. I, I'd like to think they actually believe that, yeah. but I do think with the, it's a mixed bag, probably. Because like especially it, like, when it doesn't have to be so black and white, for lack of a better term. <laughs> I don't think it has to be so uh, definitive. Like the uh, NHL probably pushed it because other sports were doing it, but that doesn't mean that certain players didn't feel strongly about the cause. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. Is what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a there's a group called the um, Players Coalition, where it has like a bunch of minority hockey players in it, and the, I knew games were going to be canceled because that group, Ryan Reeves, Nazem Kadri, um, Dumba, Matt Dumba, they said like they went out with like a two-page letter saying they think it's wrong that they didn't play, and I think that's when the NHL they were holding out hope that they could kind of squirt through this with minimum damage against them. But once players started speaking up, you, you're making them, they're living by themselves for two months. You're not going to drop another thing that they don't like on them without right. giving them a little and, bit. But it's tough because it's like, you know, I don't want to be that guy. It's like, okay, you protest the games, you don't play. That's fine. You know, you're obviously showing, you know, what you care about and all that. But then what do you do about it? You know, okay, we don't have sports for two days, but, but what – what comes of it, you know, in the long run. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the the NBA was – it was kind of confusing. Like, there were some rumors that they were going to do the whole season was over. Yeah, there were some I saw rumors that. that it was just going to be the end of the week. And supposedly there, there was, like, stories about how there were literal arguments in locker rooms, like with LeBron mm -hmm. and other players, about how some players on the Lakers were like, dude, we got to play. And LeBron apparently felt very strongly about possibly not playing at all unless there are changes. And it got to the point where the commissioner, like, stepped in and said, like, okay. But again, it's like, okay, what what we even if do? you don't play the rest of an NBA season, is that going to change, like, a fundamental – I don't want to say law, but, like, the whole, is that going to change how, how things are done? This is what a lot of people say, like, what no. did it actually accomplish? And that's why I was happy to see that the NBA actually accomplished something. Sure. And they, they, they were able to get some sort of positivity. But 
unfortunately, there are going to be continued incidents of police brutality. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of more of like a symbolic message. I mean, you know, and believe me, I give them all credit for doing for it, but, you know, it's more of a message than anything. It's not really going to spark any rapid change all of a sudden, you know? Everybody's I mean, it'd be great if it did, but... That's all it comes down to. Well, that, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And Get your mail-in ballot. If you can't my leave. thing is, obviously, it's not necessarily going to, like, be the flip of a switch, but if you get some sort of discussion, some sort That's of positive something. interaction, like this sort of conversation we're having right now, and it, it you know, it's got to be something good. It can't be completely bad. True. Got to uh, start somewhere. Back to the discussion we were having before. This is probably one of the most out of order shows we're ever gonna do, but whatever. I like it like we're, that. Though. We kind of just roll with it. It's kind of normal, actually. You know, we always do things, but um, uh, Al, what do you think of the Rams this year? Well, the uniforms are gonna be ugly. What? What is with you in uniforms? It's the away uniforms look terrible. They're. All... I'm not asking you about how they're dressed. I'm asking you about how they're gonna play well, football. Well, listen, that's all part of it, man. I, I I I hate to quote him, but Deion Sanders says, "You you look good, you play good." And they look eh. So I think that's what they're going to be. Eh. I think they could be anywhere from six and ten to ten and six. Honestly, I like, just need Cooper Cup to be involved. That's all I need personally. Oh, you, did you draft him? Yes. Great pick. I mean, dude, he's going to get. He so is much the best receiver on that team, right? If you he had is. to pick him or Woods, I think it's Cup. Yeah. I well, I mean, yeah. But um, and t- Tyler Higby, their, their tight end, he's a great sleeper pick. In, in yes, the, but I. Rounds. I, I have Travis Kelsey. He's he's been my homie for the last two years. I've been rolling totally with fine. him. Yeah, but yeah, I think the Rams and they have a new stadium. But I think I think it, honestly, it could be a, a flip of a coin between six and ten and ten and six. It just it's a huge question. It's mark. kind of the nature of the game. I mean, I, like honestly, I've I've never had the bar lower as a Giants fan this year. Like, yeah, I hope it's okay. Like, I I hope it's not totally awful like it's been mm-hmm. in some recent years. I mean, obviously, I'd like them to be better than six and ten. Like eight and eight to me would be a great improvement. Yeah. Um, but they have a lot of inexperience. I'm glad they're acknowledging their O line, but they got three young. They got this. The center started three games. Nick Gates, mm-hmm. and they have two rookies at each tackle position. So you know they, they they could be in for some growing pains. Yeah. Uh, and defensively, you know they 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 tried to help out the secondary by picking up Logan Logan Ryan from. The Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think the Titans cut him, and they, the Giants just picked yeah. him up. But they still have weaknesses at defensive back. Obviously, they lost Baker because he's a criminal. Mm-hmm. And they lost Sam Beal. They had a few of those this offseason. Him and uh, Rosas. Rosas, you mean? I mean, Rosas, yeah. I do not even consider that the same level of crime. I don't condone either, but, you know, Baker. Well, no, like it's absolutely same. not the same level, but they had a two, two knucklehead moves this offseason. Yep. I mean, I honestly do not care that Andre Rosas is not on this football team. I find kickers to be extremely replaceable. I didn't even think he was that good to begin with. Uh, so I'm not that upset. DeAndre Baker, yeah. obviously he was a first-round pick, and he was supposed to be a starting corners. I don't know why he was in the situation he was in. I, he was obviously very stupid. It's disappointing. And Gettleman said, he's like, it's disappointing on a number of levels, like not just because he's not on the team, like because he made such horrible life choices. So you got to say it in the accent. Yeah, but – Hopefully the defense will be okay. I'm not that excited about it. I don't know anything about Judge other than he's making him do, like, remember the Titans shit at practice, and I think that's yeah. pretty cool. I think uh, so. It can't I, hurt. You know, I'd rather them have a tough guy than a player's guy. Sure. I'm always been – I'm always – I'm a Tommy Coughlin kind of guy, so we, we get that's some fine. toughness. That's good. 
And that's kind of like with the Rams. Like, you know, I, Way Phillips is awesome, but they needed a change on that defense because it's just – they got torn to shreds last year. So, they're switching Anybody? from a 3-4 to a 4-3. So, I'm hoping that that will uh, help and Aaron Donald won't get freaking gangbanged every snap. Anybody have uh, their fantasy drafts yet? I have is not. just me? I, I have one coming up, but I, I don't have it yet. Okay. Um, okay, this is a topic for next show, but – Fantasies, why do people draft quarterbacks so late? That's my I opinion. do. I know that, but I feel like drafting a quarterback is almost like a sure thing. If you get someone like, uh, you know, whatever, like uh, Mahomes or whatever, he's yeah. a guaranteed like 20-plus points every game. Like, why would you not pick him second, Well, it also third, depends on what your league rules are. Like, how, do, you, do you lose points for sacks? Nah. If you don't lose points for sacks, I see the value in it. But if you do, I don't. Because in the past, Aaron Rodgers – was a god, but he, you know he's still very he still is. Yeah. But he get, takes a lot of sacks because he holds the ball very long, and that can really that's like oh in in my league that's minus four. Four. So we, it might be we might have changed it. They, I think we went from like four to three or something like that because Jesus we Christ. don't want to overvalue because because otherwise you just overvalue quarterbacks. I, I get it, but man, four points that's nuts. Why is it nuts? You th- you th- we, four we also, points. Well, originally we did that. Actually, I think originally we did that, and now instead of throwing touchdowns being six, throwing touchdowns are only four, and sacks are minus two. I think that's how we do it. Hmm. So we just kind of lowered our scoring. Like you can't. Like I bet you your league has like insanely high scoring, like 130 points, 140 points. Possibly. That's too much. Like in my opinion, what does it matter? If because if you get minus four for a sack and you get plus six for a touchdown, it's the same thing as four and two. You know. I guess unless unless rushing touchdowns like in my league are still six, so running backs are more valuable officially by doing that and rec- well, receiving sure. catches. Running backs are valuable. That's like my first pick every time because there's there's a huge drop off. I think. I'm just saying that, and and we're you're again missing the point here. Quarterbacks, <laughs> oh, I yeah. get them late because one, there's a number of them. Sure. And two. In some leagues, they don't value, they aren't as valuable scoring wise as yours. Like in my league, if you don't get Mahomes or Jackson, you shouldn't draft one early because those guys. No, are well, that's what I'm saying is that if you can get someone who's automatic early, take them. You know what I mean? But I'm not, but I, I feel like Rodgers is an amazing quarterback. Tom Brady is my quarterback. He's obviously sure. very good. I I I just think that unless you can get a guy who's going to possibly rush for a thousand yards. You know, like like that sort of craziness. It's there's no point in taking a quarterback early, simply because of the value of how our scoring is. Fair enough. I you know, where's Matthew Barry? Do you want to hear my team? Help. Really? Do we want to end the show with with sure. my team? Go ahead, go for it. No, Thomas. <laughs> I know you're super into it, Bob. Let's crunch the numbers. So, first Tom round. Brady. Team name. So I picked. Oh I yeah, picked, team name. Team name. Go. Oh. My team name is in my team name is called Yahara Malakas. Does any Marco is not on this show, but does anybody know what a Malaka is? It's like an asshole, right? Or something? Somewhat. It's kind of like it's actually like really offensive in Greece, so you have to be careful like when you say it. Like if you ah. say it to like your homie, like, hey, you're my Malaka, like it's like funny and everybody like thinks it's cool. But if you're like really mad at somebody and you call them Malaka, like they want to fight you. And it basically means like wanker, you know, like ah. or or like, you know, like but it's like really offensive to them. Huh. So uh, I forget what Yahara means, but my Greek friends were saying it 
and we just started saying Yahara Malaka when we were on that trip, and it like doesn't even make remote sense, but it sounds funny. So my fantasy football team was the Yaharama. That's fine. I'm just glad that you didn't go on Google and pick like one of the first t- 10 suggestions. Like, oh, that's a funny no, one. <laughs> I, I'll probably think of a new one. Lame. I try and do a new one each year. This was actually my name last year. I haven't thought yeah. of a good one. But I picked eighth. Uh, my first round pick was Nicholas Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, That's a great uh, pick. My second pick was uh, Travis Kelsey, tight end. Uh-huh. Which, by the way, that's always my move. Get a prestigious tight end. Uh, then you don't have to worry about it. Because there's, there's only there's three so of them. Few so. of them. <laughs> there's only three of them, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I took uh, Mark Ingram uh, okay. from Baltimore, Ravens Fine. running back. They do yeah. have a new rookie. I hope he's – but I still think Mark Ingram's getting the touchdowns. I do. Sure. Uh, then I took uh, Cooper Cup. Then I took Keenan Allen. Uh, also good. Then I took Stefan Diggs. I think he'll on, be good on Buffalo, man. I hope so. I don't know, though. I really don't. Um, then I took Brady. Mm-hmm. Then I took, I think, Philip Lindsay. Then I took Cam Newton, which was pretty crazy. I just felt like there's a chance he might be really good in New England. There, there really yeah. is. And if he is, then, no I can, then, I, then I have so much power because I could trade Brady or something. Um, and then I took Darius Slayton. And then I was just, you know, throwing darts. Like, I took Eric Ebron to be my backup tight end, and I took Daryl Henderson Jr. on the Rams. Who, Ooh, that's a good pick, honestly. Al, you really – do you think he can start? Even if he doesn't start, I think he'll get enough work to make it worth your while. But they got Cam Akers. Eh, but who knows with the running back. They have, like, they have three running backs that they're probably just going to rotate in and out, you know? I mean, obviously – You've got to have him your bench, right? Just in Unless someone says – you know, stands on their shoulders above everybody. But, yeah, he's a good guy to have on a bench or, like, your RB2 or whatever. Week one, I'm going with the Chiefs defense uh, also because uh, they get, like, a ton of return yards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I th- I just feel like Thursday night against Houston, uh, I like their odds better than Tennessee against Denver on Monday night. Is that this Thursday? That is this Thursday. Isn't that wild? Oh, it's wild. And that's how I think we're gonna end it. Like we're gonna we're gonna actually live in a world where we have football, baseball, hockey, and basketball happening in September. Normally <laughs> we get like two weeks of it in October. Hey, get it while it's good, you know. Get it while it's good. And it's getting good. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, as it always is. Uh thank you so much for your time. I have heard from friends, Kevin O'Gorman and Logan Posey. <laughs> They both want to get on the show. With football starting up, I got to get them out. Kevin's been talking about hockey a little bit. I, you know, he's, he's been way nicer than you, Bob. He's, like, been way more positive about the Islanders. I know it's, like, killing you inside. You just voted. You just <laughs> it's not like I like the Flyers. Like, <laughs> but you just won't say it, man. You just won't say it. Damn, those Islanders are freaking nasty. Well, they're not nasty. They're good. Yes. They're, they're run yes. well. Like, so, so just because they're run well doesn't they mean they got the go on them. That's why. Well, like they've got four solid lines. That's not nasty. Nasty is with multiple superstars. I think they have a fair amount of stars. I'd say Tampa Bay is nasty. They got Hedman. They got Kucherov. Stamkos when he's healthy, you know. Hey, well, my boys Barzal, well, we'll JG Pajot are stars themselves. So, well, for Islanders fans, yeah. But I mean, the, the casual fan, you could say that, and I'll be like, oh, is Pajot's that... not a star, Babo. Pajot <laughs> is that some French dish? I don't know. 
No, he's he's <laughs> sick. He's nasty. Sure. They trade him. Saying, he, he carries in, a line all by himself. People won't really know who he is. Not sick. You don't think so? Sick. I think he's very good. Like sick, dude. How how far is very good from sick? Not that far. Like how? <laughs> like is it really even like first that and, different? First and second line center, or third line. He's only on. He's only on that line because he has to carry it entirely on him, himself. Like he plays with Broussard <laughs> and Uncle Leo Komarov. No disrespect to those guys, but he you absolutely carries that line. Grass Broussard. Who came up huge this series? Because he name- was, he was huge. But oh, are we gonna say he's sick now? No, I'm just. I know what sick is, and it, he's very. There's a difference between very good and sick. I don't think it's that far. It's pretty close. Say bye bye to that outro. It's, it was never really going well. Uh, Bobby, Bobby's just disappointed that the Islanders have tons of stars. That they're a complete organization. They have the best, they have the best GM and and manager and coach in in hockey. Listen, they, they general manager and coach probably one of the top three combos you can get. Absolutely, it's everything. I mean, Lou Lamorello, I want to hug yes. him. He's my best friend. Rub his little head. I I would love to rub his bald head. head. And Barry Trotz's bald head while you're at it. Yeah, I wasn't listening to the beginning of the conversation, so I heard bald head, and it could have been either of them. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, whoever is willing to let me. Pro- probably not Barry Trotz. I feel like he would, he would well, strangle you. I, I, really? I don't know. He seems so nice. I, it depends on when I you think get. Lou would strangle also. <laughs> really? He would strangle you with his gaze. Okay, you know what? I'm not rubbing anybody's head. This is going to go on for another hour. Nobody's strangling me. And this has been a great show. Who's Thanks the best bald athlete Thanks ever. for tuning in to this episode of The Sideliners. We'll get more of our uh, previous hosts on the show. There are others who haven't spoken. Al, we got to get Taylor on here. He hasn't said Same. anything. We'll make it happen. Uh, thanks for listening to The Sideliners, and uh, take it easy. sideliners are brought to you by anchor.fm podcasting if you're interested in podcasting or you just want to get something out there and you have creative limitations or you're worried about money or anything like that fear not because anchor allows you or anybody with the simplest of computers the simplest of recording tactics to get your podcasts on the air and guess what you even had a chance at making a little money so please utilize anchor and thanks for listening